Hey, Tobe, you know, every once in a while I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud. It's a house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. Hey, Hoagie's Garage. Hey, you know, last night, High Limits. Put on a pretty good show. That was a lot of fun to watch. It really was. Man, the who's who. Yeah, there's just maybe a handful that maybe weren't there. Yeah, I mean, I know it was $50,000, but, yep. you know, I suppose a lot of the guys there to help try and support Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, um, but, jeez. <laughs> I wish I, I, wish, I, I, wish I would have been there, because for starters, I would have been watching Macedo, because he came out of the B, you knew he was coming in there with something to prove in the A, and he proved it. Yeah, but that would have been fun to watch because you didn't see him until he was like up to fifth before yeah. they showed it. So Larson, what sixteenth to fifth or something yeah. like that, you know? And those, I don't know. I mean, Flo, Flo has some issues right now. I don't know what it is, but we've been struggling getting yeah, it in here, shutting off. Um, I know a lot of people. If you look on Facebook, has been <laughs> having troubles. Last night we had troubles. There's got to be a split. I mean, the front was good. Yeah, but when you see Macedo coming from 22 to 12 in the first couple laps, don't you have to put a split screen on him and say, well, let's so. watch this guy keep coming forward, you know? I don't know. There's There's got to be the capabilities of doing split screen I stuff. guarantee you I don't know because I'm barely any good at these podcast things, let alone trying to run a whole big show like that. But it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad it went good for him. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I'm just saying Yeah. It's it's their job. Yep. I mean, it's what they do. They should know how to well, do that stuff. That's why we're fine-tuning our podcast capabilities here. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> but, hey, a little bit different again tonight. We yep. got a, a track promoter on. Uh, we got uh, Park Jefferson. Um, Lenny Tucker, I believe, is his name. Yep. And I believe he's co-promoter. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Park Jefferson has done a ton of stuff down there at that track. In yeah, the last I watched year. a I watched a video on Facebook. That's kind of where I got the idea of oh. all the stuff that they're doing, yep. and uh, figured, hey, let's give them a call, see if they want to be on, and just talk about everything they're doing down yep. there. They're, so they're making it a, almost like a destination stop, you could say. Yeah. So it'll be fun to see what he's got to say. Absolutely. So when we come back, we'll have Lenny Tucker on. Hey, bud, tell me a little bit about TPR carts. Well, Tobe. They're out in PA, and they make the best American-made pit carts, pit boxes, and self-lifting carts. They also have a bunch of parts for you and tools. But I also saw they just started their own powder coating. So now they do all their own in-house powder coating of their carts. Plus, if they're willing to powder coat your own stuff. If you've got products of your own that you want to send to them, just ship it to them. They'll powder coat it, and they'll send it right back to you. Again, this is TPR Carts at tprcarts.com, on Facebook at Tanner Phillip Racing, or just give Rich a call on his cell, 717-422-0866. Again, 717-422-0866. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage, and we got Lenny Tucker with us. Um, Lenny, give us just a little bit about, about yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm uh, the co-promoter at Park Jefferson uh, Speedway. I also uh, the voice of Park most of the time. 
been announcing out there for five, six years now. Uh, most uh, people that go to the races know me as Rusty Wheels. Uh, I raced for years. Kind of a poor racer. I raced on a budget, you know. Got to take care of your kids first, you know. That's always been my rule. So we called me Rusty Wheels uh, for a long time because, like, everyone else showed up brand new wheels at the beginning of the year. I'd be begging for their old ones. So that's where the Rusty Wheels came from. And I've been a part of uh, Park Jefferson Racing in South Dakota there, whether it's uh, uh, interstate or at park for, I think, about 17 years, whether it's been racing, track prep, promoting, announcing, uh, just getting yelled at. That's, I mean, it's all a part of it. So what is, the, what is the difference between the two tracks there? Are they owned by different people? How does that all work? Yeah, so Park Jefferson uh, is owned by Wayne Beckert. I, uh, Wayne bought it at the end of last year. We shortened the track up considerably. Like, it's, uh, and it's, we, we shortened it because back in the day, Park Jefferson was such a, it was the premier racetrack. It was such a nice track, but it was so big. Like, you'd start over at Raceway, or interstate back then, interstate again, but you start over there, and like it was always like uh, kind of like when you play uh, minor league baseball. When you were good enough to go over to park, you were good because park was big. It was a motor track. You had to have the money, the you know the equipment and the commitment. Well, that makes it tough to get people to come travel because not everybody wants to go out there and you know worry about ruining motors or crates and, and all this other stuff. So. Wayne, to make it more competitive racing for everyone, Wayne shortened the track last year. It's now a third mile. Uh, we took about 70 uh, feet off the track all the way around together, you know, with everything, you know, like all the pieces, not just straight. But uh, so it's a third mile track now. And uh, we bought a Lele this year. So we are no longer going to have one, one lane tracks. Uh, Wayne, as a race car driver too, me as a race car driver, and, and as, you know, like, I had a, I have had to announce one-lane tracks with eight cars before. That's the hardest thing you have to do <laughs> in history. Like, you can only talk about the same eight guys so many times. Like, I literally, between intermission, at intermission, went down and got more stories from them. Because it was a sprint car show, and only eight showed up because they were tired of it being a one-lane track when the, you know, other promoters had it. So, yep. I was like... You know, we got to fix that, you know. It's fun announcing 20 cars. It's fun announcing that whole field. But when you got eight cars and they're spread out so far, that, yeah, yet, you know, it's just so fun, you know. And When you so, got that 10-second delay from first to third and yeah, you got to fill that gap. As you're talking about first and he's catching third and then you're like, great, now what's going to tell about the guy that's in eighth who's technically four laps down like how am i gonna be excited about that you know so <laughs> we wanted to change that so people came to park short a track we bought the lele at intermission if we have to we'll lele the corners in uh just to make sure that we're never one lane racing um surface and track surface and then you know across the street at interstate uh back the last couple of years four five ten years i think it's been raceway park that's owned by tom and carol reed and they uh they own it they don't uh um, Carol Reed loves watching the races, loves coming out harassing me, loves, you know, to pick on me a little bit, but she loves watching them. Tom, he, like, he likes watching, like, the daisies pop up. He, he's like, oh, we got daisies today. <laughs> but great owners, and uh, they, but they like to promote it out. They like to lease it out to different people. Um, they are silent owners. Other people ran it. Steve Crowley ran it last year. I was, uh, uh, We'll just say I was the number one uh, uh, bad guy because everything came on my plate for some reason. So 
Um, but I raced there, and that's a bull ring. It's a small track. Oh, yeah. It's fun to race on. It really is fun. I grew up racing on it because, like I said, I was poor. So, you know, like I wanted to race and, you know, you took every nickel you had because you know, I couldn't take it from the family. Well, so when you race over there, you have to be, you have to have a lot of give and take because if you touch, you're going to keep racing. But if you touch and get out of the car and want to be upset at everybody, you, then you're at the wrong track because you're going to touch. There's, yeah. just, there's no way yeah. around it and then you know um chase uh Alvis took it over this year and i went over there uh two days ago i think um man he really has the track changed he cut different cor- he cut the corners in different moved some of the stuff um wayne let him use the lele over there to break up the corner a little bit i mean they're working good together and that's the great part is we're literally across the street from each other yeah yeah so you know if they don't work good together man that's that's like you know, in the past, we had promoters that weren't for Raceway or Interstate, weren't for Park, whatever. They didn't want to mix them together. And we're, like, thinking, hey, man, we should do something where, um, like, on a, a weekend, we have four races on, a like, a special, you know, during, the, like, a holiday weekend. Yep. And whoever has the best finish gets extra money, you know? Sure. Like, we, we really like working with them, and they're, they're great to work with. And where in the past, we never we couldn't have those relationships in the past. And mm-hmm. I'm just glad that. Going into this year and stuff, we've really got a great relationship with them. So, it's well, all, it's and all, go ahead. I, I, I mean, in general, it doesn't oh. seem like racetracks do have relationships. I mean, it's like we're gonna run this here. It's a different motor than this one that's only thirty miles away. I mean, it. it I, I don't understand why, but it doesn't seem like tracks have worked well together, even if they're on different nights. But so it, yeah. it's really good to hear that you guys are working together there. And then with the short of the track is done, you really made it for your car. You don't have to change a lot to go to either track. And, and, it, and because of this, we're starting to see some of the older drivers that raced for us before. Uh, Joey Gordon, him and his, uh, he raced for us for five years, six years, and then just kind of disappeared because it was just too much work, too much money, all this. Well, now that we're working together and the tracks are getting better and more competitive to each other, he he back into racing now he put his son in a race and we're starting to see a lot more of that around here where for a while there we're starting to kind of see it stagnant out you know like not die but not grow you know and and now we're starting to see it grow because people like you said now man i could go race um interstate but i'm gonna change this and that and this and just be competitive over there you know or vice versa no you know we got a big camp we just put in a pond um, you can come up here and have a racing weekend, camp, go home Monday morning, take some vacation time if you want. We got a big pond we put in, a lot of stuff for the kids to do. We got a bar, a, a really nice bar. We just got uh, 80% done. You know, we got concerts, live music, coming to park. And right now is a great time to, to do that because ultimately when it comes down to, do we need to make money? You betcha. It's a business. Yep. But we want to save racing in our area. Because between people fighting and the crybaby stuff, and which is always going to happen, but we got to we got to break it down faster. We got to give people reasons they want to be a part of it again. Yep. And if that's working together, that's adding a concert once a month. If that's the campsite and the pond and the jumpy house and and you know Chase over there remodeling the how the tracks laid out, you know what? I'm all for it because. Like I said, I've been a part of this over in this little town, this little area, my whole life. And 
I don't, I don't want to see it go away. And when Adam thought about, when Adam said he was going to sell it before Wayne bought it, I thought, man, we're going to lose park again. Yeah. It's going to set empty for five years. Kind of like we had with Houston's up here. Yeah. You, you don't want that to happen. No. You know, the, the passion for it is that when, when those places close down for a while, Houston's a little different because it has its, um, uh, it's all pizzazz with the sprint cars and stuff. Yeah. But like the average track, when they close down for three or four years, it is so hard to get people back in bleachers, cars back showing up, um, and all that. And, and just to forget about the bad. So, you know, we, uh, me and Wayne and Wayne and Amy, uh, back here, they're amazing people. When he uh, came to me and said, Lenny, I'm going to do this, 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 this. He had like 40 things. I'm like, dude, like, what? I'm like, slow down. Like, slow down, you know? Yeah. And he still wanted to put a race on last year in the middle of his 40 things. I'm like, Wayne, slow down. And he, I said to him, I said, why don't we put a timeline together? And I said, that way people can see it and, you know, not being mean to anybody, not to the other promoters, other owners of the tracks. There's been a lot of over-promising in some of this stuff around here. Oh, yeah. And we're going to make stuff great again. And all they do is run it to the ground. Well, Wayne said, I'm going to make it great again. And the day after he bought it, he cut the track down. Like, we had uh, five or six practices in a row because he cut that track down. Uh, and we needed to make sure we got it down to pack in nice so we didn't have problems. Yep. And I was like, man, Wayne, you cut the track? Like, we have a show coming up. Like, we have a <laughs> show coming up. Like, I'm the show guy. Like, we got a show coming up, bud. Like, I got to put on a show here. What are we doing? And, you know, and just watching him and Amy and, and the crew that they brought in and the people and dealing with all this, it's just amazing to have that back and then the, the like, that buzz. You know, like... When you go to like a, an auction and a new a car comes out that everyone's like, you know that car's going to go high because of all the buzz of it. Yep. That's kind of the deal like right now. There's a, a lot of buzz around us, a lot of buzz in that area, and, and I, I love it, and I'm glad it's coming back. Yeah. Well, you're making the, the whole facility so family-friendly and, like you said, a, a race weekend type of thing. They don't, have to, they don't have to drive back and forth. I mean, they can camp there if they get the sites. And... Correct. And that's, that's the other thing is like, like – We've been to I-80, we've been to all these races, and, and you see, like, you know, it's a whole weekend. Like, yep. you don't have to come back home. You don't have to, you know, back in the day, it was always, man, I'd love to go up to, you know, you know, Worthington, but, man, it's a three-hour drive home, and, yeah. and after we're done, we want to hang out a minute, you know, whatever. You can't, you know, because you got to go home, you know, like, so now you don't have to, you know. We just, you know, get a campsite. You know, I got a, a campsite out there. I got a permanent one, so... I got a lot of stories and a lot of jokes to tell. I don't know if they're all good, but I got them. And, uh, you know, you could be my neighbor for a night, and we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I, I have to go back just a little bit. What's a lele? Help out a push truck driver. So a lele, what it does is it kind of, all it does is it, it just spins up the dirt again on that area. So if it's if it uh, glazed over, yep. you know, like sprint cars do it a lot. They sprint, glazes over. You just go run the lele back over it, and it breaks it back up, but it doesn't tear it apart so you have five hours of rolling and water and yeah. all that again. It just, it's it's it the, just, the it, finger it, thing that spins around. Yeah, it just gives you a little okay. bit more, you know. We call it the French tickler. <laughs> no. well, you know what? I'm going to make a sticker tomorrow put it on our lele. <laughs> it's a French tickler now. 
<laughs> That's what we yeah, call when they get around up here. So, yeah, yeah, the first time that that he came to me and he was talking to me, he's like, "Yeah, I'm about a lele." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, and we're gonna lele. We're gonna lele. And he said it like twenty times in a row. The word lele. And I'm like, "Well, I'm thinking this machine is gonna come out and it, like it is gonna change my outlook." It's it's it, like you said. It's just a like thing you drag behind a tractor. Still, you know, I'm like, yep. so then I looked it up what it's for and stuff, and I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, Wayne, you use that word lele a lot. Like <laughs> and it's it's not it's 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 like a sister of a disc, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not uh it's not too much different, you know, but yep. it, the way it works it's better, so and uh we use it like I said, uh Wayne took it over to Interstate Speedway uh I do believe Saturday and uh, let them use it to chisel that corner up a little bit to uh you know, make the dirts mixed together where sure. they um revised it, you know, and it's just uh you know, family-friendly atmosphere right now, which is great. And, you know, last year we worked with uh, Wagner Speedway, and we had a South Dakota thing where if you race Park, Interstate, and Wagner this one weekend, the modifies could win $1,000, whichever one's the highest finishing. Yep, highest points on the and weekend. And we want to, yeah, we want to do that stuff because, once again, if you guys ran up at Houston, if you guys want to run a hobby stocks and sport mods and all that one night a full class like that we'd do it with you guys yep. you know if you guys want to send your guys down then do it with them like because it's it's what changes when the racing got done back in the day when i first started racing you got done you had a couple beers with your buddies told stories because we all have a different outlook inside that race car than what we did on the inside of it you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. like i was super fast and i was seven laps down you know what i'm saying so <laughs> my story was amazing. Like, when Jay Norbu flew by me, I let him by. Yeah, he was laughing at you for the fifth time, dummy. Oh. <laughs> Must have missed him the first four times. Yeah, everybody. like, I thought I passed him. I thought I was in the lead. You know, good thing they put scoreboards in for guys like me. Yeah. But then racing changed a lot. Now when racing gets over, everyone either wants to go to each other's pit and fight and yell and scream and all that, or they want to go to, you know, they want to load up and get out of there because, you know, if I don't leave now, I'm going to hit somebody in the mouth. It's a sport. I get it. But remember, it's still a show. Yeah. We are putting on a show for people. Absolutely. So when they pay to be in there, it's no different than buying a ticket to a circus, buying a ticket to a concert, buying a ticket to Power Man 5000 back in the day. When yep. you buy that ticket, you're getting you're guaranteed a show. Yep. And we need to understand that as much as we're competitive, we still have to put on the show. Yep. You know, Del Rennard yep. told Rusty Wallace that one time, in like 96, Rusty got mad and said, man, I'm tired of you coming up and getting in that quarter. He looked at Rusty and said, did you see the fans stand up? Did you see it? You put on a show that night, Rusty. We're good. Yeah. And, you know, they don't fist fight. They didn't, you know, they're not all over Facebook, hating each other and talking about it. They got done and they're like, yeah, you're right. We put on a show. You bet. Did you yep. see the fans? You see the fans get excited? You betcha. Those fans are coming back. Yeah. Still got to get butts in the seats. Yeah. The minute you go up there, and, and I saw it a lot last year at Raceway. Watch those guys fist fight and yell and scream. Next thing you know, you have to kick one person out. Well, now you're or two people out. You're the bad guy that tracks the bad people because well, how dare you do that? Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, out, of, I'm out 30 people next week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so just, let's put the show back on for the customer, the customers. It's no different than a concert. Can you imagine if you bought tickets to Motley Crue and the guitarist and, and the drummer were fist fighting on stage? <laughs> You'd be mad, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of so, like uh, the Timberwolves uh, 
two guys fighting during a timeout and they have to suspend one and you get suspended in the play-in game against the Lakers. And it's a fight with your own guy. I don't get it. Didn't see that. Don't follow the NBA. But anyhow, we're going to take a quick break, Lenny. We'll be right back. Bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane, Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but, man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move, though. They wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, T-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T South Dakota, it's Octane Inc. 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. All right, and we're back with Lenny. So, Lenny, let's let's be a little bit more specific on what you've done there. You said campsites. Do you have how many campsites did you guys add? So um, it looks like we got about 56 or 57, the rough number. So um, they're, they have electricity, and that's what the that's like. It's not just rough camping. We're not having to camp out in a tent or bring your camper in and sit next to a fence. They got they got electricity. We got some with full amenities. We got some of their electricity. We have a a dump station and a water station. So if you don't, uh, and as we go and we keep growing this and stuff, we're gonna add more of the uh the full amenities the sites we have um it came down to time like uh we sold a lot of these uh sites already and it came down to time we need to get uh stuff done to get people in there so that's what we did yeah um and uh but they're all have electricity that's all done uh we're working on like the pads now and the 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 gravel road idea you know obviously and all that kind of stuff and then we brought in a man, a big pillow jumping thing that for the kids, and I'm just I ain't gonna lie to you. If you guys come down and you, you know, come down to camp and come down to watch the races or uh, whatever, and you guys are looking for me at night, like, hey, where's uh, Rusty Wills at? We want to talk to him. I'm probably gonna be on the jumping pillow. That thing is cool. <laughs> like I'm telling you, once again, I'm fluffy, so I'm not gonna jump a lot. I don't have a, have a lot of breaks, but it is cool. That's awesome. It's like a gigantic trampoline of air. And, and it, you, it looks like you redid the bathrooms? Oh, man, did we ever redo the bathrooms. Uh, so that bathroom's been closed since Adam owned it. So when Adam bought it, that was already closed from the previous people. Well, it was full of storage, and the floors were broke. And, and uh, Wayne and Amy said, we want that bathroom open for people that – you know, necessarily can't get all the way down to the other end. So we they redid it, and, man, it is just, it is amazing. It's beautiful. Like, I was excited when I went in there to do my live stream on it. It was, uh, it just came out really good. And then, you know, we uh, went in the clubhouse. We modernized it a little bit. Uh, we also uh, cleaned up a lot of it. We're, we're residing it and stuff like that. Some of that stuff just takes time, you know. Uh, you, you only have so many workers and so many hours, so. Like, uh, right now, we're more worried about getting the track and the pits in the back again, where they used to be. So anybody that's ever been to Park Jefferson before knew where the pits were at in the back. 
Yep. Well, they moved it up front. They're back in the back. Okay. So, which is amazing. But a cat walk back there to um, put the concrete in yesterday for the footings. So we're gonna have a cat walk in there tomorrow. Um, it's just, it's just coming together so much like it should be, and uh, we're all really excited about. It. I got to put, run some PA stuff down there. We also have uh, uh, the we're gonna have PA speakers on the top, you know, in the pits. But also, we also bought an FM transmitter, so we can we're gonna have a frequency that you guys can, you know, log on in the pits or whatever, even you know anywhere in the vicinity that's close. Yep. Not you know if you log in in Miami. You're not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just being, I'm that guy. I'm a realist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you, sometimes you got to paint the picture for everybody. So, uh, if you're in Miami wanting to listen to some dirt track race in South Dakota, do not log into 99.1. <laughs> okay? Uh, but if you're in the vicinity, you log into 99.1, you're going to hear it. They, we got a good one. So, um, we also uh, change the way people come in. Obviously, the, the racers are going to go all the way down the road now and go in by, by the old kitchen. That's how we're all going in now. And it's just like uh, as, a, as a fan of racing, as a, a fan of South Dakota racing and growing up in this area, like I've been to Houston. I love Houston. I wouldn't race Houston before. Like it's just, you know, Wagner, I've raced Wagner and Park and Interstate and Raceway, you know, whatever. But, man, when I saw that we're putting that in the back, I literally got a little bit of like, like pride in we're doing the right things now. That's, There's nothing wrong with going backwards a little bit to go forward. That's yep. great. So, so how many? How many? You've talked concerts earlier too. How many? You have a bunch lined up for the summer already, or three, four? Yeah, or what do you got? got? A, so we got a, coming up on the 28th. We're gonna have a Toxic Crew concert. Then we have another little concert coming up. And then after that, on the July uh, 29th, the road to Sturgis, we got um, these. Uh, it's called. Uh, it's kind of like the, like the hairball. Yeah. But they're out of Vegas, and they are uh, phenomenal. And we didn't want to do something that you went and saw at Hard Rock or at, you know. So a little bar in South in, in South Dakota in Sioux Falls, or uh, we wanted to bring something that was different, but we also wanted to, you know, like pull it to you guys, you know, pull it to the fans that people are going to want to come see. So um, we got them coming in on the 29th, the road to Vegas. We got, I think we got seven bands booked that day, or six, four bands maybe five bands oh. booked that day. We got a lot going That's on a big that day. day. Yeah, because we're it's the road to Sturgis. All these people are going to Sturgis. You know what? Let them stop down and enjoy a beer, have some fun, enjoy some music, and get back on the road. Yeah, you know, we all went on that deal. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, uh, we're gonna have some food out there, some grilling, and every one of our concerts gonna have a full, the full bar, the full everything. So, um, it's just been a lot of work, a lot of work, and a lot of uh, like I said, I respect Wayne and Amy to death. I love Wayne, love Amy. You guys want to do something fun? Go do a puzzle with Wayne. <laughs> I'll buy the five hundred piece puzzle with Wayne, and when you're done, it's gonna be seven hundred fifty pieces, and you're not gonna know how. <laughs> oh. And the puzzle's gonna look great when it's done. And it's gonna be better than the box looks. Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at the box, you're like, oh, when do we have this tree here? <laughs> when the guy part of the that's, that's part of the add-on, Lenny. Keep putting it together. That's right. So, so and that's you know, I love the guy to death. But when you work for Wayne, like 
when Wayne says, hey, we're doing this, it's not a maybe. We're doing that. Yeah. And it made me feel great about, you know, being on board with Wayne and, and you know, even leaving Raceway this year and then, then taking over, Steve um, retiring from promoting it, Interstate taking over with the LVs and stuff. It's because it just made me feel so, we didn't give empty promises. We didn't give people empty hope. We gave people something nice. And it's not done, and it's not going to be done for a while when it comes to everything he wants to do. But right now, we gave people we gave people something really nice. That's awesome. That's all you can ask for. So yeah, when what when are the first races? What what is kind of the schedule for races? We probably should talk at least a little bit about races. <laughs> we have a racetrack. <laughs> I forgot about that. There's a big thing in the middle, huh? The circle. Yeah. Um, we start racing at the end of the month. Uh, there's a, a practice test right before it. We're going to start, I think it's the last Saturday of the month, uh, and then we're going to race pretty much uh, through. We did take off, like, uh, as as uh, stated earlier, we are here to put on a show, and we are realists, too. We know that we can't compete with Hussets on the Silver Dollar Nationals. We can't. Oh, yep. We can't. We, you know, people from all around go to that. That's what Kaziski's made it so. Kaziski's made that race so big, and it's coming up there, which is great. We know we can't compete with it, so we're not racing then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, we also know that people have so much money, so we're not gonna go. We're not gonna try to have a race when there's something big going on, uh, like Saturday in the park. We took that off. We don't want to compete against it, um, and make people have to choose what they're gonna do with their money. Um, we want to support the community. And in return, the community will support us. And that's ultimately the goal of it all. So um, so we took some days off around those events. But pretty much we're racing every Saturday. We got a $5,000 win show um, for the sport mods. And then I got one that really, it really meant a lot for us to grab it and get it back. Because growing up, I watched this man race. Um, I watched him build a six-cylinder in race. Like uh, we, put, we brought the Charlie Clark Memorial in. All right. So, uh, at the end of the month, it's $5,222 to win. Uh, it's a great, great uh, event, and uh, we're all excited for it. So, your weekly shows, then, what classes you guys got running down there, then, this year? We're going to do the Modifieds, the Hobby Stocks, the Stock Cars, Sport Mods, and Hornets. Okay. That's a full night. Full night, and then we have uh, some late model shows coming on. You get on our Facebook or website yep. for all those kind of dates. We also uh, uh, talked about some sprint car stuff. Uh, and, you know, ultimately is if you want to come down and you want to bring, uh, say you want to bring uh, USAC in, if you bring it into us and you show us how it's going to benefit our program, we're into it. Because, sure. once again, we're here to put on a show. Yep. We're not here just to give you a, you know, oh, yeah, we'll let the USS US, – the USAC guys bring four cars and race. Eh, they ain't a show. Uh, all I do is get bored and then I get yelled at. So, yep. <laughs> you know, I'm not being mean, but if you're going to bring four cars, that's not a show. Yeah, let's, let's put on a show. Let's go back to what racing was intended to. When Ted Carlson owned that racetrack, Ted Carlson, all he cared about was the show. He didn't care about the dirt. He didn't care about music. He didn't care. He cared about putting on the show for the customer because everything else will work itself out if we put on a show. And yep. the people that's keep what coming back. Go, exactly. Like racing has to go back and put on a show. You'll get younger people back in it. You'll get more people involved. Uh, you'll, it'll be easier to get a sponsorship. It'll be easier to sell it because now you have a show 
that people want to be a part of again. And that's what me and Wayne are working on. You bet. Well, Lenny, it sounds great. If there's anything we forgot, we'll give you a chance to say it at the end. But let's let's find out a little bit more about you, Lenny. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, man, mint chocolate chip. There you go. That's, that's the second one the tonight. New, that's going to be the new favorite. It is. Um, yeah. are, are you a cat or dog person? Dog. English Bulldogs, man. They're amazing. I got two of them. Um, you have any hobbies? Yeah, it's called a race car. Other than that, no, I have no time. <laughs> um, how about a favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie would definitely be Forrest Gump, except for at my house, we don't get to watch the end of it. No. There you go. Yeah, when, when Jenny dies, I really got upset with the movie. Yep. Love the movie, except for that part, because I believe everyone should get their uh, their love at the end. Sure. And uh, when she, they didn't get uh, yeah. And they didn't get to be with each other. It really was upsetting to me. You bet. Like, it was so upsetting to me, I actually sent an email to the, the <laughs> producer of the movie. And, and I have a restraining order, uh, Merrimax. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'm not going there this weekend, I guess. <laughs> uh, are you a snow or rain guy? Uh, snow. Okay. If you're going to be stranded on an island, what kind of music you got to take with you, Lenny? Oh, man, my music choice is uh, uh, way different. I like a little bit of Colt Ford, a little bit of uh, uh, Brian Upchurch, a little bit of that kind of raggedy kind of country, you know? Yep. There you go. Casey Donahue, you know, stuff that may not get played on the radio a lot, but a little that little grit country, I like that. There you go. Um, how about a favorite place to go out and eat at? Oh, Wayne's house. When Amy cooks, I'm telling you. She gets a she put turns a grill on. She can put sticks on it and I'll eat it. It's that good. <laughs> you gotta like somebody like that. Yeah. The only problem is, is I don't get invited out a lot, like you know the restraining order stuff. Yeah. Like I didn't know that you could have multiple restraining orders. I guess you could have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Amy don't have a restraining order on me yet. Oh, there you go. You gotta keep one place you can go to. Yep. <laughs> um, how about a favorite holiday? Oh, my favorite holiday has to be Halloween, and I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of scary movies. But me and my brother, for years, we put a haunted house on. For years, we did uh, so much for it uh, around the area, and uh, it's my favorite holiday because I, you know, me and my brother uh, really grew up together. That's all I have is my brother. I uh, grew up in foster care and stuff, so they, that's an extra, uh, an extra big time, a chunk of time. We always got to spend together. So, haunted ho uh, the Halloween is always a great thing. That's good. I love going to a haunted house with my wife and then a friend of ours, a friend of the daughters, this Martina. They're great fun to follow through a haunted house because everything that moves scares the crap out of them. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll get in trouble oh, for saying that. that, but hey. What what app on your phone do you use the most? Um, I used to use this call, this app that I could hit, and it, like when Wayne called, it sent you a voicemail. Then he got mad at me for it, so I quit using that one. Uh, I think I, I think I use uh, like uh, Google a lot, there like you go. probably the map stuff, because I got shiny disease. If you guys couldn't tell, so I'll be on the way somewhere and I'll see a squirrel or a rabbit or you know, <laughs> squirrel, next thing you squirrel, know, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, I'm lost and Wayne's calling me or you know, Worst calling me and saying, "Hey, where are you at?" Well, I have no clue why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the road somewhere. 
no, like, you should see me when I uh, DJ. I have a DJ company, a little DJ business. And when I DJ, it's really bad at that. If, like, someone walks in with, like, a, like a shiny shirt on, I'm like, and they'll be like, <laughs> I'll be in the middle of talking. I'm like, is that shirt? It glistens in my lights. So. <laughs> oh. So, since you uh, were driving in your days, how many speeding tickets do you have? Well, so, for like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was on this uh, deal with um, Iowa that if I got caught doing anything, I spit out the window, and I wasn't driving again for 15 years. So, um, I've passed all that now, and now I drive more conservatively when it comes to... uh, in, anything but yellow lights and anything that has a number on the window. I'm telling you, if I see you guys right now driving down the road and you have a window, a sticker in the window that has a, an 8 on it, I'm passing you. I mean, I even know who. It may say 8. It may say long line on it. I, I don't care. I'm passing you. you know, I don't care who the 8 is. I'm passing you. I'm just telling you. So we'll just go with multiple tickets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the fastest you've ever driven down the highway then? Uh, in case the judges are listening, we'll say 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's a one in front of that. Yeah. He just said 35. Yeah. Uh, on the way to Stewart for a special, truck trailer, hauling down Stewart down 80. Uh, we were going about 110. And uh, right as we crossed the hill, you can see a cop down at the bottom of the hill. As we're going down, the truck ran out of gas. And it's probably the only reason I didn't lose my license. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I never have fixed that gas gauge in that in that truck to this day. Really? Yep, the gas gauge just still don't work. Yeah, well, we I had an old car back in the day. We had a notebook. We always wrote the mileage down. We knew we could go, you know, 150 miles, and we better put some gas in. See, that's rich people talking. Back <laughs> in the day, we couldn't afford a notebook or the paper, you know, or the pen. <laughs> we wrote it in the dust on the dash, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, that would work, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, left the windows down next thing you know you don't know where you're at yeah you don't have any notes no more lost them um what's your favorite drink of choice uh if it's uh an outside of adult beverage it's gonna be uh you know uh, i'm a big root beer fan if it's gonna be inside of an adult beverage she has to be silver and she has to be a lady so the old silver lady the cooler's light man there that's the way to go you want to get to my heart like my wife when she proposed to me she proposed to me with a course light in her hand. <laughs> you said yes, no. <laughs> We're still married, and I'm still sleeping on the couch. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, if money was no object, you had all the money in the world, is there a car that you wish that you've always could have owned? Yeah. Um, yeah, it would probably be like... Uh, like a, an old uh, Chevelle or, a, you know, in that kind of era. I grew up with my dad. Yep. He was a, I was a boss carrier. My, you know, we'd get to see my dad once in a great while. And he always had a Chevelle or a Monty. So I'm kind of addicted to that kind of body style, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, are you going to buy me one? This is the greatest podcast ever. You go on this podcast? <laughs> you no, we said so, if you had all the money in the world. Because oh, we obviously good, don't have any. Um <laughs> Thanks so much, Lenny, for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say about Park Jefferson before we let you go? 
Hey guys, first off, thank you for having me. Uh, I love podcasts. I love entertaining people, as you can tell. Uh, I love racing. Uh, it don't matter if it's Park Jefferson, uh, Wagner Interstate, Houston, Boone, wherever. Get off your butt. Get off the couch this summer and take your kids, your family, go out to a racetrack and have a little bit of fun with us again. Sounds like sounds like good advice to me. Person. One extra person, man. We win. Absolutely. So, Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see you at the, uh, at the track. Yep. Take care. Nice talking to right, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. Hey, that was pretty good, Tolt. You can tell he's an announcer. Talks really fast, really but, quick. But clear. Yep. A lot of, like I said, a lot of neat stuff they did down there. That's a lot of sayings. I'd like to hear some of his stories in person. I'm, I'm not saying they're all maybe appropriate Well, on they air. might not be on air stories, but. <laughs> but uh, I think he has a lot of good stories. Rusty be, wheels, right? Rusty wheels. <laughs> he'd, he'd be a lot of fun to sit down with after the races and have a conversation you know and i i i, I do like the idea that they're working together though. oh yeah I mean, that's... The, the tracks are right across the road basically from each other yep um one's a little bit shorter than the other i believe is it interstate is, yeah um, interstate that's a like that's a tiny one that's yeah. almost like a quarter mile track or something it's not very big but yeah i mean i it's it's great that they're working together yep. so yep. um Hey, and I, then like I said, with the campground there, you can run one track one night, camp at the one, and race the next night. You don't have to go home if you got, you know, if you have all that stuff at. You just want to get out of Sioux City and go do something different. Yeah. Go to Park Jefferson. Give yeah. it a try. Yeah, right? Go camping. So I think it'll be great. I think they'll have a, a lot of success there. And thanks for. Thanks for coming on and sharing with us.